Being a good parent isn't just about having a set of skills or knowing the right thing to do all the time. Ask any good parent you know. They can tell you their pro tips, but most are happy to admit that a lot of parenting feels like winging it. Who we are and how we continue to grow matters because our kids pick up most of what they learn from us by watching how we do things, not by listening to our instructions. So join me on this journey of remodeling our mindsets so that our actions speak to those watching. I'm Dr. Dina Shelton, and this is Remodel Parenting. Welcome back, everybody, as we wrap up our Kids and Tech series. Today, we are finishing up with conversations and setting boundaries, which is one of the most foundational pieces to all of this that we have been discussing with technology. It is really hard to manage all things techs in our home because kids are interested. They're exploratory. They find out about things before we do and ask for them. And because even as we allow access to kids to technology and to the internet and things like that, they are hardwired to push boundaries and to take risks and to do things that we may not be so excited about them doing. So one of the biggest things that we can do to help our kids catch the vision for why we have boundaries and rules in technology, along with everything else, is to share the big why behind the rules that we have and what we're doing. Not just the specific rules, but even why rules in general. general. They need to know up front the expectations, and it's helpful that they understand that the rules are for them, not just to control them. And so when we think about what types of things we should be talking to our kids about, especially in the precursor to more access to technology. And maybe your kids already have access to technology, or maybe your kids are young and you're still thinking about what this is going to look like. Either way, you can talk to your kids about these rules and about new rules and decisions as you go along. Um, But you can also start having these conversations long before your kids have a phone or have access to regular technology. A really good foundational element to teach kids is that management and rules are not only for kids and are not only about things like phones and chores. In life, there are always rules. Um, All of us follow rules. We follow the laws of our country, of our states. We follow guidelines for belief systems that we connect to. Kids oftentimes look at and think, okay, kids have rules and grownups don't. But when we can paint the picture for our kids and say, listen, we're all following rules. The difference for you is that you're following someone else's. And as adults, we follow rules because we believe in them and because we found that they are valuable to follow. So as you're a kid or a teenager, you want more autonomy. You want to not be controlled or have rules from someone else. But the way out of that is to set your own rules and boundaries and self-regulate and manage, not to get old enough so you don't have to be regulated or managed anymore. We all have to be regulated and managed. We either do that for ourselves or someone else does it for us. Um, another big topic that I encourage regular communication about is that kids are not entitled to tech use, not the tech use that they know about or that they're familiar with, not to tech use that's new and that they find out about, not to the same tech use that you have as a parent or an adult in the household. They're not entitled to that. It's a tool and an opportunity. They don't need it, and it can and should be removed if rules aren't followed with it. Those aren't bad things to communicate to kids, but it is really helpful to communicate that ahead of time and then to make sure that you follow through with the level 
of boundaries that you set within. I also am very big proponent of talking to kids that they are not entitled to privacy with technology. Um, we even think about it now in our home, my husband and I have regulated for our kids that we don't have privacy with our technology by choice with one another. We share information and we have access if we need it just for accountability and because we want to be open. However, if we're really honest, even if people choose to be more private with their technology from other people, none of us really have full privacy with technology. We can pretend like we do, but we all, I mean, how many times do you get breaches of information and all kinds of other things, not to mention a wide variety of stuff that we probably have no idea that's being monitored and managed. Um, I joke and talk to my kids about um, tests that we used to do when I taught a marriage and family class for undergraduates in college, and this was over 10 years ago um, or around 10 years ago. And I would have them set their cell phones on their desks while we talked and while I taught them about relationships. And we watched for their social media to start giving them dating websites or marriage and proposal and rings and those kinds of things. And it, without fail, it happened within a few weeks into the semester. Their social media was feeding them um, information because social media websites request access to your pictures and to your microphone, those kinds of things. And because of that, they have access to it at all times. So even just speaking around a cell phone can adjust how your uh, how your social media may even give you ads or things like that, depending on your privacy settings. So we don't really have full privacy anyway. So helping our kids understand that early is really important too, so that they don't uh, misunderstand or get the perception that what they do online is private. I also, like I said in a previous one episode in this series, um, really suggest helping your kids understand the targets that they need to hit for the types of access to technology that they want. And I specifically think about this when kids are asking about how old they need to be when they can have a phone. And so helping them understand the need for a phone when they might have access to one and what type of access they would have, but what types of maturity targets you need to see or want to see before they have access to it in a certain type of way. That also helps kids grow and work towards something and then really enjoy and reap the benefits when they earn it. Um, I oftentimes get questions about what types of rules of technology people should have for their kids. Um, there aren't just a solid set of rules that are going to be general enough that work for every single family. So you have to create your own and you have to adapt them as you go. But you do need clear rules and you need them up front. I would consider engaging your kids in the rulemaking. When kids are part of that process, they tend to do better with them. They also tend to remember them better. So even helping your kids theoretically consider rules before they have access so that they are bought into the process can help enforcing those rules be a little bit easier. I do suggest timeframes of use per day and when and how kids can use phones. And that includes teens to a certain degree. When they're turned in and where, teaching them management and time constraints with tech use is one of the easiest ways that you can help them exercise that, which they need to be developing anyway at every age in the capacity that they have to deal with it. So if you tell a kid that they can have a certain amount of time on a phone, you know, once a kid is around the age of nine or 10, they usually can watch a clock and be able to hit a target on how long they can 
beyond something and then turn it back in themselves. And that's just really good self-management to to teach. But even with teenagers, helping them get an idea and get, painting the picture for them of what regular use is. I oftentimes hear parents say, oh, my kid's on their phone all the time. I hate it. They won't get off of it at dinner. They won't get off of it. You know, they to when I'm talking to them, they're just staring at their phones. And I always like to encourage parents that that type of behavior If you're not addressing it, you're being permissive of it. And so if a kid has their head in a phone all the time and it's to the point where it is infringing on your relationship with them, on their regular engagement with people around them, and it's taking them away from that, that's something that should be addressed and regulated, including removal if and as needed. So setting up expectations for your kids and saying for teenagers, listen, you can use your phone, but not during dinner and not at these times, and if I talk to you, I expect you to look at me and not your phone, and giving them the outline for what is expected and regular use of that type of device, and then following through with consequences if they're not doing that, so that they can learn to regulate that themselves, is a really good way to go. Now, rules can look different and still be effective. So, for example, you know, one family might say, and, and at a different age and time, you know, in time for your kids, you might say, listen, you can have your phones for one hour after homework a day as they're getting used to managing that. It might be that phones are allowed in the afternoons after homework, but with li- limited self-management and use. It may be for like older teens. Listen, you got your phone at school and when you come home, if you're managing your homework, you're doing well with your classes, you're getting your chores done, then that's fine. But if you're using your phone and texting or playing games and your homework's not done, then you're going to turn your phone in when you get home until all of your things are done and then you can have it back. So creating systems that are relevant and that help guide the behavior of your kids or teens are important. And then knowing your teens, I could go through scenario after scenario after scenario, but knowing your kids and teens and what they're prone to, you have to engage at the level that they need guidance and engagement. So while one teen may be prone to hiding out and staying on their phone instead of doing work, others may not. It might be other types of things that they are involved in or that they may use their phones for in ways that you don't want them to. And you've got to be able to engage and shift their behavior in the ways that they need it. Um, one question that I get a lot is, hey, my the, you know my teens, this is their, um, their phone, is their gateway and their way to the world and when I take it away they really freak out and honestly I just don't have the energy to deal with that um and so when I have parents that are talking to me about that I do get it but I also will go back to if that type of thing is happening there could be a bigger issue at hand um those types of over emotional responses while in bursts in teen years are sometimes normal and sometimes expected If that is the um, automatic response, especially an extreme emotional response with taking away your kid's phone, if you're not actively managing and monitoring and looking at their texts and who they're talking to and all of that, it should be an indicator to do a check on everything and see what's going on. Um, It is very common for teens to have that type of emotional response if they have relationships or connections with people online um, that could be, um, shady or dangerous, 
uh, that is common if kids are hiding things or if they are sneaking with things on their phones. You just want to do a check if that's the case. And if it's not, if you don't find things and there's not any behaviors that are issues, then that would call for conversations with your teen about the emotional reactivity to those types of of difficult situations. Um, we're not responsible with the things that we have. They get taken away. And if there's an inappropriate emotional response, it's out of line or, or out of bounds of what would be regular emotional behavior. It's ongoing. It is um, particularly heightened in the moment. It just should be an indicator of something else. Um, and it may be a sign that there's a need for boundaries in general around use and a reduction in use altogether. Um, and sometimes maybe even perhaps a detox from the phone and time away from it to reorient to regular life and regular human connection. Just don't accept that as normal. Um, it may not indicate like a terrible, you know, horrible issue, but it's also not optimum functioning. And that shouldn't just be an acceptable um, response for a teen. And a teen is not going to know that. They're not going to know, wow, I am just over emotional and responsive to losing a piece of technology or to being grounded. This is not healthy. They've got to have you to guide them in that and to point that out to them. Now, I will also tell you that a good last piece of advice is to talk to other parents about their rules for technology. One, if your kid is spending a lot of time at somebody else's house, they may not have the same tech rules for their kids as you do. And depending on that, you may need to discuss with them what your desires are and what you want for your kids and for you guys to negotiate that. Now, far fewer parents just allow their kids to go to people's houses and spend the night and stuff. Now that's a culture change that has happened. But even with grandparents or with other family members, you may need to have conversations. My kids' grandparents do not know a lot of the technology information that we know, um, and we had to make requests for changes and shifts as far as them letting them use their phones with open internet access and those kinds of things because we just didn't want that to be part of their relationship with their grandparents. And, um, and over time, especially as our kids get older and as they've lost grandparents, that has been very valuable for them to look back and have so many really good connected FaceTime with their grandparents rather than just going over there and being on electronics because there was more permissive, uh, you know, permissiveness with that at their house. The other thing is talking to other parents about technology can give you information on what you may need to be looking for. Um, the whole it takes a village uh, quote wasn't coined for no reason. We have to connect when raising our kids and get advice and help from other adults and to bounce things off of one another so that we know um, what is going on and are making the best decisions for ourselves. And then if we're struggling with creating rules and boundaries with our kids on anything, but especially with technology, these are topics that counselors help parents do and work with all the time. It's not uncommon for a parent to go to a counselor to say, I'm struggling with setting boundaries with my teen. I need some help in this and to work on what's going on in us to be better with boundary setting with our teenagers. The bottom line is that we're ultimately responsible for how we train our children with everything. And that includes technology. And so it has to be done on purpose and with intent, but it can feel really overwhelming for us. And so 
it's not just about knowing all the right things to do, but really resourcing yourself well with other people and other websites and sources of information as things come. So you're prepared to make those decisions as you need to, not just to make them all in one fail swoop and be done with it. I hope you have enjoyed this series on kids and technology. If you have, would you please follow us on social media, um, like us, rate us on um, podcast rating platforms, and share this series with friends who it may benefit. We're so thankful for all of you as listeners. We look forward to seeing you in the next series. Thank you so much for listening to Remodel Parenting. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode, I hope you'll share it with them. And if you love what we're doing, like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have topics you'd like to hear about, email us at info at theremodelproject.com. 